1: With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with easy-peasy loan approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J, Take it away, boys. (music) We are here, believe it or not, on a Wednesday. Happy 23rd day of March to you, your family, your loved ones. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's the X Rocks. Welcome, Big J. Hey, thanks, man. My name is Nick. Hopefully, you are ready for the middle of the week. Are you ready for Tree Fort, baby? Yeah. How are you celebrating? Talking about it right now on the radio? That's it, that's the extent of it. Last time you did something at Treefort. go. Never? That's not true. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a few years though. Homosexual would be my guess. It would yeah, be the it was last time you Like you've... 3
0: years ago? Three yeah, or 4 years that's ago? Like 5 years ago, buddy. 7 years ago? I was like Uh three. there are there's some great pants, you know. I mean, god, I'd love to go see Magic Sword, you know, of course they open up for Avatar. Missed out on that and Um, And then Slothrust
1: Love Slothrust They
0: they are fantastic They're going to be playing here As well as like 498 other bands
1: I will always have a uh, soft spot in my heart For Built to Spill As it's one of the few things I knew about Boise Before I moved here Was that that was where Built to Spill was from And they have I believe Played every single tree for it If I'm not mistaken and I've also taken part in some of the other like side stuff, like uh, Story Fort. I went to Story Fort when our friend Tim Johnstone was uh, doing some stories down there, and uh, I've also done some Comedy Fort stuff, but that's the extent. And it's been a while. Of course, it's been a while since we've had a trick for it, so there's that yeah, too. Yeah. But uh, if you are partaking either today or any part of... Four Festival. Be safe, have fun, enjoy. Welcome to Boise. Hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah,
0: and you know what? All you the hard rock fans out there, granted, there's not a lot of bands. No, it's not a metal fest. But here's the thing. Like, you should be really proud of this, this thing because it was built so organically from the bottom and just with a lot of love from a lot of people who love music and you know, it's something to be proud of for the city. Uh, you replace kind of like what we had going with the Riverfest, which was very mu- music-centric, and that went away, and so we have something that we should be very proud of, and, you know, every now and then we'll get some bands that we like into the tree fort, but in general, you should be very proud of this event.
1: No, listen, I mean, whether it's your style of music or not, the fact that this has become the home of a, you know, four-day music fest, four-day yeah. night Music festival uh, that I, I would say, in in my opinion, as somebody that works in the music industry, Jason, I would say that it is the second biggest music festival in the country behind South by Southwest. When it at comes at this, this point, kind of probably stuff. now, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's a pretty big deal, man. Maybe bumper shoot. Yeah, but even that's only a weekend. That's true, you know. And so y- you can talk Lollapalooza, sure, from brand identification, sure, but we're talking about one two day festivals here. Or a weekend. I mean, even aftershocks only three days, and yeah. so it's like you know, congratulations. It's not. It's not easy to put this all together, and a lot of people make it happen. And uh, and whether you're you know partaking or not, at least you can say, hey, listen, this is where it's happening, and maybe you can go out and support some of those places that are doing that. That's the idea, anyway. Uh Plenty of hot Tree 4 talk coming up here on the morning after. That's probably not true, but we will have some important stuff coming up. Let's get started with some Metallica. It's Enter Sandman here on the X Rocks. (laughs) On the morning after
0: with Nick and Big J.
1: I know I don't need to tell you this, but the facts are in and the data has been processed. It takes longer for us to get to work these days, Big J. Huh? Yep. The census data has been crunched. You know how we get all that stuff kind of comes in hard and fast, and then it takes a while to break it down bit by bit. But they have started to do that, and we've got exact numbers as to how many people moved here in the last 10 years, courtesy of the census. You have a guess, Big J? If you had to guess, and I'm talking about the entire state, not just the Treasure Valley, how many people have we increased in population in the last 10 years? In the
0: last 10 years? Yes. 300,000? That's right
1: on the nose, man. Uh, We went from about 1.5 million to about 1.8 million people from 2010 to 2020. And then it kind of got into, okay, how did that population burst affect our commute? And it shouldn't surprise you that, yes, it's actually, in fact, taking us anywhere from 8% to 10% longer to get from point A to point B in our morning and afternoon commutes than it did if you were still here in 2010. So, you're not imagining things. Your commute has gotten worse over the years. That probably shouldn't surprise you. But the other flip side to that is there's way more people working at home than they were 10 years ago. Of course, the pandemic probably plays into that in a little bit. But even before that, this goes into a whole 10 years worth of study. And it increased from about 5% of workers in Idaho full-time work from home to uh, 8%. So, again, a pretty steady increase. So even though there's a lot more people working from home, there's still a lot more people on the road. That affects your commute. So plan accordingly, everybody. Hey, go to work early. Come on, man. Like at four. Don't do that. Not recommended. <laughs> Nobody on the road. That's <laughs> true. It will affect your commute time. You're right about that. What many consider to be the premier offensive lineman in the free agent class is gone. Offensive tackle Tarrant Armstead, who was uh, for a long time a member of the New Orleans Saints, has reached a deal with the Miami Dolphins. Five years, 87 million, 43 guaranteed. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. He has been with the Saints for his entire nine-year run, but he heads down, he's taking his talents to South Beach, Big J. That's where he's going. And uh, I guess they need somebody to protect, i.e. Tua or Teddy Bridgewater, whoever gets that starting job down there in Miami. And we got a new rule change in Major League Baseball, Big J. Are you okay with the fact that they made a rule for one guy?
0: How about I don't care?
1: Come on, man. What's the matter with you? You're not impressed with what Shohei Otani's Bring doing? back the roids. Bring back the roids. Hot take, everybody. Big J wants people to use illegal drugs. Yeah. Uh, so what, what? what's the rule? The rule basically is, uh, you know, how uh, the uh, the great MVP for the Angels, who is a pitcher, also is a hell of a hitter, right? And the DH is going league-wide, not just – well, I suppose it's it's in baseball-wide, not just league-wide this particular year. And so they have made the rule that basically says that if you are the pitcher in the game and you're also in the designated hitter lineup, that if you are then pulled from the pitching, you can still hit in the game. Before, <laughs> oh, if you were man. out of the game, you were out of the game. Now yeah, they're you're allowing right. him That's to, only for one guy. Yeah, now they're allowing him to hit as much as – he wants, So he could be the DH in all the games and can still continue to hit. Well, That's a huge win for him. Yes, even if he is out of the game. So that's fine. Now, there are a possibility with the DH moving to the National League that this could be extended to the place. Because, uh, you know, one guy that pops into my mind is Madison Bumgarner, who's a hell of a hitter for the Giants. Not he's not uh, he's not clipping home no, runs. Show left and right. yeah, exactly. But he he's I mean, dude can hit. He's got gap power and plenty of I RBIs. tell you What
0: you give some of these pitchers some roids though,
1: <laughs> and they're gonna be jacking balls out the park all the time. I'm, uh, the reality of it is, we're not gonna see a whole lot of pitchers in the lineup hitting. But uh, yes, I'm sure you're right, Big J. If everybody was all roid, but then I mean, wouldn't it just be exactly what we're on now—an even playing field if everybody was all roid? Yeah. Up? And these games would take forever. You know that, right? Yeah, I, I don't mind that. Jack and home seen, runs. you seen home runs go 7,000 yards. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think you get tired of it, and I think everybody would bitch and complain about how long it took for games to be over. We're man, already fights doing Fights would be better. And these games are one to nothing. Yeah, they, don't, they didn't do that much anymore either. Well, Big J, despite everybody who watched it hating it and it getting a ton of hate online, it's coming back for a second season. Against talking- the ice? Oh. <laughs> no, no, we haven't got to that yet. Uh, we're talking about, and just like that, the uh, the follow-up to Sex in the City on HBO Max that nobody enjoyed and it appeared everybody hate-watched, but enough people did that for it to come back for season number two. So they are bringing it back, and I imagine the entire cast is coming back unless they got caddy behind the scenes again. And decide to boot somebody out of their squared circle We'll see But uh, just like that uh, None of the reviews were good But everybody wanted to check it out I guess if you're a Sex and the City fan And enough people did that they're giving it a green light So get ready, buckle up Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will get into Big J's movie review Not too long from now <laughs> That's Nirvana And if there's one thing we've learned After doing this show for such a long time Big J, it's that uh, a lot of you don't follow sports Very well, Big J. Uh, We call it the Achilles heel in the treasure valley, but we do so for a reason. You've earned that title, everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pop culture, smackdown and those sort of things, but I think there's more sports fans listening than you think.
1: I I would like to believe that that is the case, but there is a real possibility that if you're listening to the show, you may have no idea what we're about to talk about, which is the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Yeah, we don't do
0: bracket stuff here anymore.
1: No, we used to, but uh, again, we have found out that you don't care that much about that kind of stuff. And so... (laughs) You can only
0: do the music bracket like every so often.
1: Well, don't tell the radio stations that. They appear to uh, go back to that well a couple times. Yeah, look where they are. Uh, You know, at the bottom. You're right. Uh, But if you haven't uh, checked it out last week, uh, this is in Portland, which was where BSU was playing. As a matter of fact, this happened after BSU, unfortunately, had lost. But it was a game last week between Indiana and St. Mary's. St. Mary's ended up winning in a pretty big blowout. But uh, in the second half of that game, if you missed it, there was somebody shot a basketball and it got stuck kind of between the back of the backboard and the shot clock. And so it was just kind of stuck there. And uh, that's about what, 16 feet? Probably. Uh, yeah, it has to be. 14 I mean, to 16 feet at least. It's, it's up there. Yeah, exactly. And so they dragged a chair over there and put a referee on top of it. And he wasn't able to reach. <laughs> By the way. He's a short referee. He was a short referee. Uh, I'm not sure why they decided to give him that, but he wasn't anywhere close. And so they started coming up with, okay, what do we do? Do we get another ball? And then uh, somebody came up with a really great idea of uh, taking over a cheerleader from the Indiana side of the squad and having you know a gentleman lift her up and then knock the ball loose. And listen, to the credit of the announcer, uh, Andrew Catalan, he calls this Brilliantly, it is wonderful. It literally is probably my favorite sports moment in the and last, in the five, last years. five years. It's so it's so much fun. So why don't you check we'll out the it. actual call? Oh, what call? is happening? Why? why? Do you hear do the, you echo? the echo? How, how weird is that? That is, yeah. We're getting new studios, everybody. Anyway, here is the uh, the play by play call. Hi. Let's get it. Yes, get the cheerleader up. Get her up there. This is how you do Crowd's going nuts. No, she's got it! Oh, what a play! The cheerleader! one shining moment. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. And he goes nuts and calls it with the right amount of energy. The place is going crazy. The crowd, yeah. It's wonderful. Well, listen, good things happen to good people sometimes. And her name is Cassidy Carey. She is the cheerleader for the Indiana uh, cheerleading team that ended up using the basketball and freeing it up. She, now that everybody can kind of, I guess, cash in on their famousness. She's doing an Yes. Yes. Yes! That's awesome! She has gotten her own NIL deal. Basically, she has teamed up with the company called Break Tea, which is creating a t-shirt which is showing her going up and grabbing the basketball, and the caption says, The Cheerleader Saves the Day. And she will get a cut of all those t-shirts that are sold. And, And think
0: about this. That's what the NCAA has been standing in the way of all these years. Right. You
1: thugs and jerks. I mean, this is great. And, and the best part, the, 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 the two years ago, those T-shirts are getting made. She's not just seeing a penny of that. Yeah. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, you know who's probably seeing all the money? The NCAA. Yeah,
1: probably. And now at least some of that stuff is going in her pocket. So I say uh, what a wonderful thing. And I don't care who wins this tournament. That forever will be the moment that I remember from the 2022 NCAA men's basketball
0: tournament. 100%. Yeah, they should also bring her back whether or not Indy, Indy wins. She She's got down the ends. They're already gone. <laughs>
1: To, you cut wanted, you wanted to cut down You want to cut down the Yeah. <laughs> she is the hero of the tournament. I yeah. will not disagree with that. It's a wonderful idea. Whether or not they do that is another uh, issue altogether. Morning After with Nick and Big J, we will give you a movie review from Big J to wrap up Streaming Dumbass from Yesterday next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Against the Ice is the name of the movie that you guys right around this time yesterday selected for Big J to watch on Netflix as part of Streaming Dumbass. It overwhelmingly won the vote. The populist vote. It wasn't even close. And it's based on a true story. That's what I know. Big J, how is the movie? yeah so uh, it is based on
0: a true story and uh, basically what it is about here against the isis is greenland uh back in the early 1900s um there was a an expedition by the uh, american american i think his name was perry and uh, they thought that they had found where greenland was actually split up into two based upon a channel of water okay and so they claimed half of it for america what year was this? This was in like 1902, something okay. like that. Uh, and uh, the folks in Denmark and Greenland were like, hey, that's wrong. That's not, that can't be right. <laughs> Stop taking our land, America. Right. And they sent out this ex- expedition to to see and map out Greenland. And, uh, of course, Greenland is not very inhabitable. It's complete, you know, ice. It's the Arctic for crying out loud okay so uh, they sent out an expedition and guess what nobody <laughs> came back oh no uh, so they're like we need to send a rescue expedition and find out what happened and so that's what you have this is what that story is about and they and they go out and and that's what they're doing and they immediately run into some problems and uh, you've got uh, Nikolai or uh, Nicola coaster Waldo from uh, Game of Thrones we he's should just called
1: Jamie Lannister
0: yeah Jamie Lannister okay he's he is uh, he's out with his crew and you know you've got basically um, the only Only transportation they have besides the boat getting to where they are are sled dogs. Yeah, because it's Um, the 1900s. They don't last very long, and it was gut wrenching. Oh, so I didn't like that part of it, but. Essentially, they went out to find this expedition And and they came back and didn't find anybody But they wanted to go out again And so he asked for a volunteer to come with him And uh, this other fella uh, steps up and said, yeah, I'll go But he's completely new to this whole exploration thing Doesn't know a lot about what's going on And they go off And that's what the movie essentially is about These two guys end up getting stuck there Uh, The crew, uh, their boat gets smashed against the ice And they get rescued But they leave behind (laughs) the two guys why? Because they couldn't find them. Oh. Uh, and they were off in the hinterlands. And so they get stuck there for two years. Oh, my gosh. And the people back in... Uh, I'm taking, telling you the whole story here. Clearly. But, uh, they, they're like, man, eh, you know what, we'll... We'll put a reward for somebody else to go find him. You know what I mean? And so that's what you have the story of these guys surviving together. And obviously, you know, you've got the typical tropes. Um, so one of them goes crazy and it's just it's sure. a very difficult time. And you have a lot of, you know, crazy weird things that happen and uh, man versus nature. So when you There's take
1: a lot of that in the old, like, exploration days yeah. of one of their dudes just straight up losing their, their bleed. And so
0: here's the thing. To me, if it wasn't for the fact that this movie um, is, is you know, recounting an actual historical event, I probably wouldn't approve it because it's, you know, we've seen this before. The Renovant did it really, really well, right? So uh, surviving out the wilderness, those sort of things... Uh, It's been done so many times before, but because this is a historical, you know, kind of about what happened, uh, it takes on a different kind of thing and you find out what happened. So I wouldn't have known this history without watching this movie. Uh, The landscapes, everything's beautiful. I mean, it's shot beautifully. Uh, The performances are great. So it's a solid movie. Probably will be up for a few, you know, independent awards here and there. Um, But, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that this is based on a history, I I wouldn't be approving it. Uh, Why? Is it just slow? Because it would, yeah, it's gut-wrenchingly boring. Okay,
1: I don't know. I mean, it's two dudes surviving. The majority of the movie is between two people. Well, I would that that doesn't always necessarily mean boring. Okay. I mean, it doesn't. Give me one. Give me an
0: example of a really exciting movie about two people who well, are surviving. Well,
1: exciting is, is, is different. I mean, there's not going to be an action-packed movie with two people in it. But I do believe that there's a nice, you know, you can have an actual dialogue-ridden movie between two people that's actually... My Dinner with Andre is a fantastic movie between two people.
0: I guarantee you haven't seen it. Well, I don't like Dinner with Andre, so... (laughs) And that's not fair
1: to Andre. Yeah, I know. my point is, uh, it sounds like it's approved even though it's boring. Yes, extremely boring. Just because you learned something? Yeah, well, mostly. Well, do you think maybe that some of that stuff was played up for the
0: movie? No, I'll tell you this. I I enjoyed that part uh, because I did learn something that I didn't really know before. Okay. So that's why I'm approving this. Otherwise, it would have been boring.
1: Is it uh, subtitled or is it?
0: In English. No, it's in English. Okay.
1: I didn't know because, I mean, he, you know, uh, Nicolaj is from Denmark, so maybe it was in his native tongue. Because he wrote the movie, too, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought I saw.
0: He's okay. really boring.
1: Uh, but uh, you don't have to watch it now. Big J just kind of told you the whole thing, even though it just dropped yeah, well, I two
0: days ago. I, I didn't give you what happened in the end. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I didn't tell you the ending. <laughs> you got uh, you're right. No, trust me. I How left long is out. The movie? I left out some 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 important okay, details. Okay. So uh, it's an hour and forty-seven minutes. Fair enough.
1: So you know about an hour and a half of it. But uh, if you want to watch it, it is called what again? Against the Ice. Listen,
0: oh. you want an hour of it? How about this? Two dudes walking in the wilderness. You know, I get
1: it. I get it. But sometimes that could be, you know, I guess thrilling. No, you never know what they're going to come upon, right? What wild you animal did. might attack? A polar bear, probably. Uh, But either way, uh, as much as Big J seems angry about it, he is approving it. Yeah, that's right. Can I angrily approve something? There's that. Morning After with Nick and Big J, coming up some important stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Grief is a son of a bitch, Big J. There's no doubt about it. And it is something that lasts, and it sticks, and it stays, and it is hard to overcome. And... It does make sense, at least to me, that there has been a new diagnosis that has been put together by the Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, better known as the DSM, you know that. And basically, the catalog kind of puts together psychological conditions that are widely used by clinicians to diagnose patients as the standard classification for a mental disorder. And one of the things that has just been named is prolonged grief disorder. And that is something that basically when somebody within the last six months for children, 12 months for an adult that has passed that you are very, very close to. That's how long they expect if somebody's feeling this grief for it to at least last, And sometimes much, much longer than that. And it's something that they need to probably make sure other people recognize and pay attention to. Because it is a mental gymnastics that you have to perform when you're grieving. It's not fun, man. Uh, Yeah, tell me about it. It affects people's lives. It affects their mental health. It affects their uh, sense of disbelief about death it does all sorts of stuff and it is rough and basically uh according to the American Psychological Association they think that there are about anywhere from 60 to 75,000 people dealing with this particular order on a daily basis and so being a little bit more cognizant of it knowing that it exists and having a, a label to place on it maybe is always something that it leads to at least a little bit more understanding, maybe a little bit of acceptance and uh, a little bit of sympathy because it's not easy to go through. And by the way, they say this can happen if it's the, you know, loss of somebody that you're close to as an honest to goodness death or the end of a relationship. You can grieve about a lot of things, man. Yeah. And and it's it's interesting to me that we can get over this stuff faster as kids than we do as adults. But I suppose, you know, Anything as a kid, you move on from fast.
0: Yeah, I think I'm like borderline on this. I mean, I lost both my parents in you know two-year period of time. Right. Uh, so I'm still struggling with that. But the crazy thing here is, and while that's been a struggle, and I, I still get. You know bummed out on that and, and it's it's difficult for me even doing all this uh, stuff with the Alzheimer's Association um, the thing that really gets me is that uh, our, our dog corky that we had to put down a year and a half ago right and I still I can't I can't see pictures of him um, and, and think and think about him sometimes without like just bawling and crying like I'll be honest with you the movie against the ice right about the dogs yeah Uh pfft. I started crying. Well, I think that's why and you so, have a
1: real issue with animals passing away and moving. Yes,
0: uh, and and and, and they're the suffering it, that because that's new. That's something that hasn't always been the case, and so it's still very very difficult. And you know, I mean, I see therapist on occasion about it, but it's it's a tough thing. It's real.
1: Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. And so you know, again, when you're dealing with these emotions and you're going through this stuff, and and everybody deals with their mental health differently, but sometimes when you know that there are other people out there that are dealing with the same stuff or at least that there's a way that people understand what's happening it sometimes can make that mountain that you're dealing with not so large and so it's good that these kind of things are happening it doesn't mean that you're weak it doesn't mean that you you know you you you're having some issues we all have difficulties and trouble sometimes it's just it's nice sometimes to know they're like okay well at least i'm not the only buddy only person that feels this way Uh, which is overwhelmed and sad and all that kind of stuff. So know that you're not alone and know that there's people out there that can help and understand what's going on. Again, your mental health should be a very important part of your life, and it's okay to chase that thing down a little bit and figure it out. That's it for Ash Barty, Big J. God, I can't imagine you've ever heard of her, but she is the top-ranked women's tennis player in the world. And she made it a surprise announcement that uh, she's retiring from the sport at 25 than two months after winning the Australian Open and her third Grand Slam singles title. That is it. She posted a video on her Instagram account saying it was time for her to chase other dreams. And so that's it. So congratulations to Ash. I mean, being able to retire at the top of the game at 25 is quite the task. But good for her if she wants to go on and do other stuff. Yes? Yeah. I say tip of the cap. Make it happen. Well, Big J, uh, nothing is sacred and everything is coming back. The next reboot that will be coming soon to a television near you, The Love Boat. I feel like we were just joking about this last week.
0: Uh, I I tell you what, I watched an episode of Love Boat last week. What do you think? The the Love Boat. Uh, It has not aged well. Like it, it, it is. It would not work in this society. Do you today. mean like
1: they're, you feel like there? I mean, that <clears throat> feels like it's it's blatantly open for sexual harassment. Is that oh, yeah? Oh, okay. big time! Okay. I
0: mean, crazy.
1: <laughs> like it's insane. Yeah, I feel like that was Gopher's job. Basically, was to sexually harass people. Uh, on the show but also yes I mean uh, that kind of thing is happening but they are rebooting it but they're doing it in a different way probably as to make sure that everybody consents to the sexual harassment they're making it a reality show Uh, CBS is bringing it back for both Australia and the United States later this year and they're calling it The Real Love Boat. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, there's going to be real loving. It's essentially just a singles cruise that goes through the the Mediterranean and they're of course hoping that many people that they cast on the reality show end up bumping uglies and it turns into just uh, gross sticky drama that everybody enjoys. So... Uh, You can be a part of the action if you want to. They're going to be casting soon, and it's going to come back as a reality show. So not the scripted harassment that you're used to, Big J. This one, completely real. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. X rocks. Nothing says I love you like a nose-shattering headbutt, Big J. And that is why... Jack Reacher style, baby. We are headed to Florida for today's We're Going to Hell story. It's a story that starts out innocently enough. Young couple, Stephanie Gina's 32, and her 43-year-old boyfriend, John Gerhardt, are actually residents of North Carolina. But they fall in love, Big J, and they say, you know what, let's go get married, man. I want to spend the rest of my life with you, dude. Nice. Let's not do it here in North Carolina. Let's go down where it's nice. Let's go down to Florida and just elope. What do you think? And that's how the story goes. They decide to stay for the weekend at the Hilton in Naples, Florida. They uh, ran on Friday to get a marriage license, and on Saturday they had hired a Justice of the Peace to marry them. And right before the wedding, as both of them are dressed in their, their Sunday best, you know, they're about to head down there and get married, uh, the, the, the young lady decides that not necessarily having second thoughts, but she's like, man, this eloping thing's not a good idea. Can can I call my brother and maybe have him come down and be a witness so that I have some sort of family member at this wedding? I want to get married to you, but I've decided that I don't want to elope. And that led to an argument because he's like, listen, we've spent all this money. We came down here just for this reason. Now we got to wait for your brother to come down. What the hell's going on? Uh, next thing you know, Big J, they start to argue. The, argue escalate. the argument escalates, and then the young bride-to-be just starts headbutting and I mean headbutting bad. Uh, judging from the picture and the mugshot, this dude's got his nose broken in multiple places. Uh, she was going hard and heavy towards his face and neck area with her head. Now, uh, it, it does not seem like a fun experience to me, and uh, when police showed up, they did say that both the gentleman who was dressed in a tuxedo and the woman who was dressed in, uh, in her wedding dress covered in blood, just blood everywhere. So it was a red wedding, Game of Thrones style. Oh man! And he has a uh, busted nose. Uh, His upper lip required six stitches, and he also had two black eyes during the altercation because, uh, according to him, she she messed up. Yeah, she landed about four to five headbutts, Uh, and uh, and they did find the uh, the bride to be to be the primary aggressor. Who's she? Gina Carino? (laughs) Well, her name is Gina, (laughs) but no, I don't think she's Gina Carino. Uh and uh, and so now they uh they spent the weekend in jail instead of getting married of course. I do not know if they're still together. That seems to me just out of sheer the way things work that there's a couple that'll be together until they die. You know what I mean?
0: Because they hate each other so much. <laughs>
1: Correct. Correct. They don't get re- they don't they don't become reasonable and decide to break up. I hate up. loving you. <laughs> These are the ones that <laughs> stay together forever. Yeah,
0: this is a country song that I hate. <laughs> Uh, the headbutt is, is indefensible if done correctly and also will uh, generally
1: leave the person who is delivering the headbutt uh, free of any injury. Uh, listen, I have never been headbutted. I've seen it in plenty of TV shows and movies. That is something I never want to experience. I don't ever want to experience that kind of, like, full violent headbutt. It doesn't seem like it's fun. It's a Jack Reacher special. It is true, and it's very good on the show. You ever been headbutted? I know that was used to your, your no, signature bit. No, football all the time. Well, that's different. That's not a headbutt. Yeah, I mean, we would headbutt each other all the time. But you're wearing protective
0: gear. Right, but still.
1: I'm saying, like, an honest-to-God, like, headbutt. No, I've
0: never uh, headbutt somebody in a, in a manner which I was hoping to... Uh,
1: deliver pain and I'm guessing you never have received a headbutt either no is that true no. Wonderful. wonderful uh, and here's hoping we go the rest of our lives and not having to experience that that's right agree or disagree Big J but maybe that means we'll never find true love I don't know <laughs> I well I feel like I found it so I, I don't need I believe you anybody. have as well I'm just saying maybe the headbutt seals the deal don't Morning after, me, I guess with Nick and Big J you got plenty of time there's your we're going to hell story it is the x rocks <coughs> This Green Day and Basket Case here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. have got a real issue with some of y'all. Uh, the study has been done, and people are admitting some of the weirdest places, or at least uncommon places, that they eat, be it snack, meals, whatever. And some of these things just gross me out. Now, I realize I'm a germaphobe, and so some of these things are dirtier than others, but uh, I was thinking about this, and I was like, I'm trying to feel like if any of these could be some place that I actually would eat. And the answer to almost all of them is no. Like the only one that I think that I could say yes to is driving, and even that I don't ever like to do. I hate it. What about in the basement? I don't have a
0: basement. Okay, well, if you had one, I mean, that's on the list.
1: Yeah, well, the number one I feel like you have eaten before in bed agree or disagree oh yeah see that grosses me out how do you do that like the the crumbs and stuff get in the bed you have to sleep there when i wake up i have something to snack on if i'm hungry what was the last thing you ate in your bed uh hot wings (laughs) oh my god why you have tables watching tv but you have (laughs) you do have tables i've seen your house why would you eat hot wings in bed why
0: not man i have a whole i have a whole layout of it oh god
1: uh, do you, Now I'm starting to get the feeling that you eat most of your meals in bed. No. How many meals a week would you say you eat in bed?
0: Uh, minus three.
1: That's the over-under?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I mean, it, probably like once or twice a month.
1: Okay. That's still a lot. <laughs> well, that's uh, a lot for you, yes. but maybe not a lot of I have people. I, I can honestly say I have never eaten in my bed. The bed that uh, it, it, at least that I can think of in my... Teen, through my teenage years i can't remember eating anything on my bed at all i don't bring food into the bedroom there's no reason for it to be in there i've got you know places to eat and so i don't that was the number one place that people admitted to number two is while driving again i can see it i'm guessing you've also eaten while driving oh yeah uh, i don't enjoy doing it i don't like to do it I, it feels gross when i do it so i don't i don't i can usually wait till i get home to eat something or here number three is on the stairs And what it's does like that mean what But what does that mean? I'm guessing like you sit down on the stairs and eat lunch. Maybe you're out working somewhere, and that's all there is, a place to sit down. I can see that. Eating on your stairs, Uh, another conversation we would have to have. Uh, Number four is in the bathtub.
0: Yeah, this is weird to
1: me. Yeah, now we're starting to get weird. Five is in the shed. That sounds to me like you're food hoarding, and you're trying to hide from the wife (laughs) that you're eating like snacks. Yeah, these are secret snacking spots, by (laughs) the way. (laughs) Number six is a public stairwell, very different than on the stairs like
0: uh where are you where have you been at have been in the back stairway <laughs>
1: just <laughs> to see I had a snickers. Uh, seven is easily the grossest uh, the toilet. Yeah. Uh, that to me doesn't make any sense. Those are two things that shouldn't be combined. I can't I can't handle somebody that would tell me they eat on the toilet. I don't want to know them. I don't want to be around them. I'm afraid as to what else uh, gross that they do and I'm I not mean, interested. to in. me,
0: the person who uh, who eats while they're on the toilet also would eat poop.
1: They kind of are. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm like saying. I mean, you would literally eat poop. But I'm also the guy who won't use my phone on the toilet because I don't want it to be in that same area. So I know I'm Listen, weird. When you all don't to this understand.
0: Stuff. Nick goes into a bathroom in a in a bubble suit.
1: Uh, I'm not kidding. I, I I don't like it. I don't I don't want anything else like for like th- the books that are in my bathroom are the only objects that stay in there.
0: Listen, God forbid I be a voice of reason here. It's understandable the the germ thing going into the bathroom but yeah eating stuff and drink or taking in drinks to the bathroom No, I, I wouldn't no.
1: even do that No No So food and food related things do not I won't even bring it in here and like leave it on the counter It stays in my my office I mean it just doesn't belong in the bathroom You're just you're just playing with fire Playing uh, poop in the elevator is eight. In a storage room at work during exercise is your top ten. The other places, uh, in the hot tub, <laughs> what? Uh, in a swimming pool, in a child's playhouse. Again, this feels like you're you're hiding things from people, and you need to feel more comfortable in your own skin. A public toilet's there, like who down? That now. seems ten times worse. It is ten times worse.
0: Hey, where are you going with that Nacho Belgrande? And then and right now the something toilet. that I
1: used to do back in the day when I was working in food service, number 20 on the list is inside a freezer room at work. I have done that when I worked fast food. Uh, that's the way to get away from everybody and just have your own little space for a second. And so that I understand. Yeah, if
0: you're a closet eater, you might have a
1: problem. Yeah, this is there, there's a lot of stuff on this list where you're like, OK, is everything OK at home? Are you all right? Do you feel like are, you, are they feeding you enough? You know, that kind of stuff. But, no, that uh, might be a binge eating problem Yeah, like That, right that, that also could be true Like you need to find a place to eat your Twinkies That's not good But you should feel comfortable eating wherever you want to eat Now some of these things don't belong on a list Where food should be in the same place But listen, you do you, I'll do me And ne'er the two-show me uh, what do you say? Alright, morning enough. after with Nick and Big J Enjoy your food wherever we'll get a you eat <laughs> Have it somewhere here in the building Where you can eat it Stairwell? No Love it With Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, if you're out there looking for a job, you know there's plenty of them. If you're out there as a place looking for employees, you know there doesn't seem to be a bunch. And now we may know a little bit more as to why there is such a shortage. It's because people are leaving for higher paying jobs. We've talked about this before, but no idea how many. Lower paying jobs that were out there. Did you know, Big J, according to a new study by Oxfam America, 33% of the jobs in the United States of America pay less than $15 an hour? That's wow. a lot. Yeah.
0: That is a lot. 73%? What's the other side of that? <laughs> Sixty-five? I'm not good at math. No. But Thirty-three isn't the biggest number there.
1: No, no, no. It's about sixty-six percent of other jobs out there have uh, salaries that pay more than fifteen dollars an hour. But again, those are the jobs for people that either are in high school, just completed high school, going through college, all that kind of stuff. And oh, by the way, uh, according to at least the study they did, women way more likely to be in that category. About forty percent of female workers compared to twenty-five percent of male workers are in that fifteen-dollar an hour range. That's not good. Uh, the information comes as they're trying to, of course, raise minimum wage in some places. That's not always working everywhere. Uh, the national minimum wage was last raised in 2009 to $7.25 an hour. However, of course, it has been uh, put to get pointed out in many studies that it is impossible to live and pay rent on minimum wage, as it is in almost uh, every instance at 15 dollars an hour currently, which is part of the problem. Cost of living has raised significantly. Minimum wage has not. You understand? And then you factor in gas prices and inflation and rent and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it becomes, you understand why people are struggling and looking for jobs to pay them more. Understand? Right? Whether or not your company does that is up to you. Offensive tackle Taron Armstead is one of this year's biggest off-season acquisitions. And he was a free agent that took a lot of visits and made his decision. He is signing with the Miami Dolphins. Five-year, $87.5 million dollar contract. 43 of that is guaranteed for the Pro Bowl offensive lineman that has been with the New Orleans Saints for his entire career. But he is very good at what he does, and he will do that pretty well for the Miami Dolphins as well and get paid for it. Well, Big J, turns out Josh Whedon was a scumbag all along. Uh, Charisma Carpenter kind of came out back in 2021 and uh, said some bad things about her time on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel as well. And uh, and then, of course, they became the whole brouhaha about his time on Justice League and his deals with Gal Gadot and others. Yeah. And uh, now we have Sarah Michelle Gellar kind of coming out and talking to things. Uh, basically, she was on a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast and opened up about her relationship with Joss Whedon and said it was never really a good place to work. Uh, he, she said that, you know, looking back when you're young, you don't really notice this this stuff, but looking now, she realizes that Joss had a tendency to pit cast members against each other. Uh, he would always do competitions between her and Allison, of course, who went on to star in the American Pie movies and How I Met Your Mother, all that kind of stuff, and their relationship apparently suffered because of it, and he was never very nice on set, so... A lot of people are asking the question. Well, then, how does he get so successful if he's that big of a jerk? And the answer is because he was very powerful too. You know, because I mean, he was amongst a bunch of other jerks.
0: Yeah, that, uh, that allowed enable to those things to happen. That's why this whole thing uh, with him and the Me Too movement is is clear as day. Is something that we should I'll uh, be paying serious attention to and uh, realize how wrong letting that happen was.
1: Right. Right. And if it weren't for people like, honestly, Ray Fisher and and Gal Gadot, who stood up and said, I mean, at this point, don't forget that Joss Whedon on Justice League was threatening Gal Gadot's career. An established movie star already. And so if he was doing that to somebody that he probably couldn't ruin, even if he wanted to, imagine what he was doing to these people just starting up.
0: An accomplished, uh, you know, model. I mean, a woman, right? Not not a young person. Which is what these kids were on Buffy. Uh, Unbelievable. And I'm disgusted that I ever liked this dude and that I I enjoy his movies and shows. It's God, it just makes me so upset because uh, there
1: was a lot of the stuff that he did that I really enjoyed and he disgusts me. It it is hard not to look back at that and go, man, everybody who worked on these shows were probably completely miserable when it happened and in a terrible and toxic workplace. But uh, listen, uh, he's doing just fine. He still has his HBO show that he is a part of that I think he got renewed for his second season. So don't worry about it, everybody. He hasn't been canceled or anything. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey,
0: Friday, right around the corner, we got a sold-out show at the Rev Center, Motionless and White, Black Veil Brides, and Ice Nine Kills. All three of those bands playing a headlining set. Going to be a really fun night out at the Rev. We've got you set up with tickets here to the sold-out show. If you can fig- or beat me, in pop culture smack.
1: 208-287-1003. That's the number that you need to call if you'd like to play this game and try to win these Trilogy of Terror tickets. That's the idea. Trinity of Terror. I called it Trilogy yesterday. I think it's Trinity of Terror. I mean, it's the same thing essentially. They both mean three, you're right. Uh, how about we go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant? Let's do it. Good morning, the X. Oh, oh. Oh, what a bummer, man. man. I say we didn't try. Hello, the X. Uh-oh. No, no, we're not having phone problems, are we? Hello, The X. Morning. Thank God. Hey, man, what's up? What's your name? (laughs)
0: Tim, how's it going?
1: All right, Tim, you're up first. Tim, I still have a leftover William Shatner question from yesterday, so I'm going to ask you that to begin. What Elton John song is William Shatner famous for covering? Rocket Man. That is absolutely correct. Right. I was going to give you choices, but I'm like, Tim knows this. Big J, who (laughs) stars in the teen rom-com Easy A inspired by the novel The Scarlet Letter? Oscar winner. I'll put it that way. What Oscar winner stars in the team rom-com movie *Easy A*, inspired by the novel *The Scarlet Letter*? What year did that come out? 2016. Uh, Emma Stone. Yep. Right. Tim, back to you. This Harry Potter star is playing Weird Al in an upcoming biopic.
0: Whoa. Uh, I yeah, I wouldn't even know. Not a
1: Harry Potter fan.
0: Yeah. I'm more of a Weird Al fan, but no, I, I don't know. All right, man. Great. How can you be a Weird Al fan if you don't know who's playing him in the biopic? It was a big deal. Still is. The
1: movie's about to come out. Hello, The X. Sorry, what kid. up, what up? Hey, man. We need to know what Harry Potter star is playing Weird Al in the upcoming biopic.
0: What was that? Re- repeat it again?
1: This Harry Potter star is playing Weird Al Yankovic in an upcoming biopic. Who is it? Oh, uh, uh Daniel uh, Ratcliffe. Right Correct Big J, which Walt Disney movie includes the song, When You Wish Upon a Star? When you wish upon a star, um, Pinocchio? Right Correct, back to you, sir uh, <laughs> I'm invincible Pop star Sierra is married to this NFL quarterback, who is it? Uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Right. Correct. Big J, what is the main ingredient in falafel? Uh, quina? Wrong.
0: Should I know what that is? Yeah, I, 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 I probably mispronouncing that, by the way, but, what, what think? chickpeas? What is it? I chickpeas. don't know. Right. Chickpeas. Oh, you're thinking of quinoa. Quinoa, yes. What did you call
1: it? Quinoa. I always call it that. Okay. No, it's, it's chickpeas. Congratulations, man. You got tickets God. to Friday. I'm so sorry. I flamed out on the healthy food. Listen, <laughs> White, Black Veil Brides and Ice Nine Kills show. Please hold on. We'll get some information from you. Quinoa? Quinoa. Yeah,
0: yeah. Gross. Yeah. I
1: hate it. Uh, we will do some headlines. Those are next in the x rocks Morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Half Price Friday, man. It's coming up on Friday, 9 o'clock, xrock.com. You can get $50 to the fund that is o Crab, and it's a great seafood restaurant here in the Treasure Valley at the Boise Spectrum, and you can get it for $25. It is available beginning at 9 o'clock in the morning on xrock.com. There are a limited number of certificates, so get them while you can and take advantage of Half Price Friday. Headlines are as follows. Nugget time. Sneakerheads, you know, and the one with the house. Uh, nugget time. How many chicken nuggets do you think you could take down in one minute, Big J? Uh, in one minute? Yeah. Five. Five. For that sure. would not break the world record. It was just set by British competitive eater Leah Steckhiver, and she broke the Guinness World Record when she ate 19 chicken nuggets in one minute. Uh, basically, it was a total of about 12.42 ounces of chicken nuggets. Uh, that's enough to take from the record from Nia Zizzler, who held the previous record of 10.51 ounces, or about uh, 16 nuggets in one minute. Did that in 2020. She's already the Guinness World Record holder in categories like fastest time to eat three mince pies, fastest time to eat three pickled eggs, and fastest time to eat a muffin without your hands. Big J. And a whole bunch more. So she's just adding to her list of accomplishments. Jeez. Does not sound fun. Like competitive eating to me does not sound enjoyable. No, it isn't. It's not fun to watch. I find myself getting disgusted by it. And then, you know, there's no way these athletes feel good after.
0: You'll do anything to get out of a challenge of
1: food. Trust me, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Although the only time. No, I was really sick. No. I was. I was. I remembered distinctly. It was not a good day. But, yes, I'm not a big fan of them, although I have done them before. I mean, I haven't, I haven't weaseled my way out of every single one. I certainly have not been victorious in any one, but I, uh, I have Thank done them. Thank you
0: for that admission right there.
1: And they're not fun. Quote, I haven't weaseled my way out of every one. That's true. Uh, and uh, sneakerheads, you know, or the one with the house? The one with the house. A unique two-bedroom property has gone up for sale in Houston, Texas that is themed to the television show Friends. You can buy it for $330,000, and it features a Central Perk-themed living room. The mural of the fountain from the opening credits uh, is painted on the living room wall, and a replica of Monica's kitchen to a tee is, fe- is featured in the house. The listing uh, also shows the Central Perk room to have a remarkably lifelike mural of the shop's windows. Looking out to a New York cab... As well as a park outside, a star- staircase in the home also features a funny drawing of Ross yelling "pivot." I don't understand that. Can you? Do you understand the reference? No. Okay. Apparently, it's a reference. Like some of these things, I get. I understand Central Perk. I understand Monica's kitchen, uh, but I don't know what "pivot" means. But apparently, it's hilarious if you watch the show. So I'll put it that way. So there's that. Uh, if you want your friend's house, I think it's a pretty good deal, man. Uh, two bedroom, two bath in Houston, Texas. I don't know if it's in a good neighborhood or not, but if you're a Friends fan, three hundred thirty thousand dollars seems like a bargain, especially yeah. in this housing market. Wrap it up with sneakerheads, you know. Big J, are you still dabbling in the world of sneakers? No. Is the wife? No. Okay. Was that a lesson learned pretty quickly? Yeah, it was hard. What? What made it difficult? I guess.
0: It's hard to get your hands on them.
1: They're just so popular that they're snatched up too yeah, quickly.
0: Yeah, usually they're given out in a form of lottery. So.
1: Uh, so maybe you can understand why a gentleman in Portland is in a lot of trouble. It's because he was found to have had a U-Haul truck filled with 1,100 pair of the new Adidas Yeezy shoes, which, of course, the Kanye West shoes. The Portland Police Bureau said the U-Haul was stolen, and so they arrested 26-year-old Robert Cross. The shoes have an estimated street value. Guess, Big J. 1,100 pairs of Yeezy shoes that are brand new. How much you get for them on the street?
0: Let's go a couple mil?
1: No, it's not that much. No. $250,000. Wow, it's way off. Still a lot of money for 1,100 pairs of shoes. Cross has been charged with aggravated theft and possession of a stolen vehicle, and they're really trying to figure out how they got this. It's a very specific load, a very specific U-Haul, and these shoes are supposed to be very difficult to get a hold of. So uh, they're trying to figure out, okay, did they have an inside man in the warehouse? Are these fakes? What's going on? But that's yeah. a lot de- de- of... detective's working in shifts to figure it out. They're working on leads. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, listen, there's a lot of money in sneakers. You know this, Big J. Yeah. I have to tell you. So you might as well crack the code while you can. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Rest in peace. Brand yeah, new x from Dorothy that is rest you in you could, peace Dorothy. here on uh, the morning after with Nick and Big J. What's the matter, Big J? No rest? No,
0: man. I am, like, the biggest sleep-sensitive person I, I know. And, and it's crazy. Like, so the week before got screwed up because of Daylight Savings Time, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, this week, uh, the wife is working out of office. So, so she Or she's working in office. So she's training people. And so she's uh, doing a shift. But it's like, like... One and three in the afternoon until one o'clock in the morning, you know, so she's not getting home till twelve thirty one o'clock What have you uh, and that has deeply disturbed my sleep habits uh, at the house So but for whatever reason like I'm just so tired. I'm not sleeping like it, I wake up a couple times at uh, night And and I will be bright wide awake for no apparent reason can you maybe not sleep unless the wife is in bed with you? I mean, no, because she'll oftentimes maybe it's just her not being at home. That's what I mean. Like I could be, you know, worried about her. Like I, I mean, God, I was, I was worried about it the other night driving because she doesn't drive. I drive everywhere, so her driving at night. Yeah, no. Listen, that's driving like in the concern. snow, driving sure. in the rain, doesn't matter. I'm like, ah, man, man. And so, yeah, maybe that those subconscious things are in my head and just kind of worried about it. But it's not like I stay up and like wait for her to walk in the you know room. I got to go to bed. I got to get up early, and it just it's
1: bad news for me this week. Now, it's not the first time she's had to work in the office. Does that affect your sleep? Every yeah, time she comes in, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I, but I, I don't want to blame could be- her
0: either. I don't want to say, listen, no. it's your fault. I'm not getting any sleep. Stop going into work.
1: I mean, it sounds like that's what you're doing, but yes. I understand. That's not the message you want to portray. Yeah. At least not publicly. Uh, well, but I am al- now. <laughs> but also, I mean, do you think it could be residual spillover from daylight
0: savings? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The The, the weird thing for me, though, is is like uh, when I wake up in the middle of the night, and listen, I'll be honest, I have sleep apnea that I don't treat. Right. But it's not super, it's not like on uh, the level of super serious sleep apnea. But, you know, so I'll wake up a couple times probably in the night and and- um, but I'll go right back to sleep. This is not that case. This is where I'm like, whoa, oh, it's one o'clock. Oh, what's going on? Let's, let's fight. You know, it's like it's like my alert system is up and ready to go. And, uh, and then I can't. It takes me a while to get back to sleep. And then it'll happen again in two hours. Well, it sounds like you need good
1: old-fashioned drugs. It's living hell to get you to sleep. I've never taken sleeping pills out of fear because, again, our schedule, yeah. I, I, I get freaked out that I'll sleep through my alarm if I take something to help me get some sleep. So I, I understand there's nothing worse than when you're not getting good sleep. But there's all sorts of tips and tricks that you probably could do that you, I mean, y- I know there's no way you put your phone down an hour before bed, right? Um, I mean, it's... I just don't, I just don't I buy know- it. I, don't buy it. I but that again isn't a normal issue I have. I know, but so. what I'm saying is, it's some of the things that will help you when you are having issues. If you are if you are having sleep issues, there are things that you can do that aren't going to be fun for you that you can try to improve your sleep. It's a whether or not you want to do that. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem doing that. At well, all, give it a shot. Actually, give it a shot. Take a, nice, take a nice, take a nice bath before bed. Get
0: yourself real relaxed. Well, I just told you this morning I can't fit in the bathtub. Why? Well, so kidding. why bring that up? <laughs> no. Why would I joke about that? I don't know. Stop fat shaming me. I'm not.
1: I'm trying to help you, with relaxing.
0: Uh, another part of the, of the issue, too, is I think that um, I just uh, uh, I haven't been taking a nap. Like, I haven't had a chance. Like, yesterday, I got home later in the afternoon. I'm not going to take a nap at 3 o'clock. Yeah, you can't. You know, because that's just bad news. And I've, I've had stuff to do all week been
1: busy well the text line's is always open if people have honest to goodness helping big j sleep tips we'll take them uh and uh big j says if you know a guy he'll take that too whatever you want to do to help him yeah, get to do that i next- need to
0: snort more milk no i don't think that's
1: gonna help you morning after with nick and big j your bad impressions are next on the x-rock <coughs>
0: Yikes. And Bad Impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And uh, hey man, we've got tickets to a show happening next Saturday out at Extra Mile Arena presented by the X's Down with Pretty Reckless and Diamante. We'll be talking to Brent uh, Smith of Shinedown uh, later this week. And of course uh, we'll hook you up right now with tickets to uh, that show, pair of first-level seats, Nick. So that
1: sounds like they're nice. Yeah, high society, man. High society. 208-287-1003 if you want passes to that show. Now would be the time to get on the phone and play Bad Impressions, which works like this. Big J has three clues. They all point to somebody pretty famous. Figure out that celebrity, that famous person. In those three clues or less, and you've got some tickets to Saturday's show. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant, shall we? Good morning, the X. Good morning, how are you? Good man. What's your name? Morgan. Hi, right, Morgan. You're up first. I
0: enjoy playing real-life characters like Sully Sullenberger and Captain Phillips.
1: Tom Hanks. There you go. Oh, Give you an easy one, huh? Good job. Hang on one second, <laughs> man. We'll get all your info. Uh clues two and three for fun. Wilson!
0: And remember me in Big and Joe versus the Volcano and Dragnet? I do. Uh, and why is Tom Hanks in the news? Listen, he cannot help himself. And I'm starting to feel just a little upset that he did not crash my wedding. I don't know what he would be doing in Middleton, Idaho in 2012. But either way, he's done it again, uh, this time in Pittsburgh. Uh, he uh, he just happened to find himself uh, a, a bridal uh, shower, not a bridal shower, but a bridal party thing going on. And crashed it, took a bunch of pictures with all the bridesmaids, which are, uh, there's like nine of them. Nine bridesmaids? Yeah, it's a little crazy. Oh, it's, a,
1: it's a big wedding, I guess.
0: Yeah, it is a big wedding. But uh, him and Rita
1: uh, both uh, taking pictures with uh, the bride. He seems to go out gathering, you know, walking around a bunch when he's on like set doing stuff, and that's where he always finds himself in these picture situations.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, does he s- Google search weddings happening around me? <laughs> Enter search weddings near me. Maybe he just likes taking walks near picturesque places. I don't know
1: where you know a bunch of
0: wedding party pictures will be taken. There's two ways to look at this. There's one, he's just uh, he's just in love with himself and wants to you know be the big thing, or he generally thinks, listen, I am a, a huge celebrity. How cool would it be if somebody just popped up to a wedding like that and it's he's right it's cool the, the the people seem to love it i mean the bride is crying yeah i mean it's a pretty cool thing
1: i also think that that maybe we have a tendency to embellish a little bit when it comes to crashing i'm almost 100 percent certain they begged tom hanks to come over you know and take some pictures and then be a part of the fun and then maybe he felt like he was having a good time but uh i'm not sure he's crashing this, this,
0: no this is literally you what think? quote no this is a quote from the story quote he was like hey i'm tom hanks i'd love to take a photo with you (laughs) all right that's what the newlyweds said now that does sound a little thirsty
1: yeah i mean if we're being and tom hanks doesn't need to be that thirsty Although it does, it does make him sound like a really good guy. That's the other thing. Yeah, but I, I don't, I, I think that you, I
0: think it can be both. I think he'd be like, yeah, hey, this would be cool if I do this, but it's also cool for the people that I'm doing this.
1: It's true. It's true. You're right. It, it, it doesn't it, have to be nefarious. It's everybody wins. Yeah. But, but Tom knows at this point because there's been so many stories that it's going to take off the second these yeah. things. Go I
0: wonder on. if the groom is pissed because all these pictures are just
1: with the bridesmaids and the bride. Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on the groom, probably. At the end of the day, you get to say that Tom Hanks crashed your wedding. So it's a cool story. You yeah. Win either way. Yeah. Morning after. With and Nick Rita. And Big- Rita. It's true. Uh, we will wrap up the show here next in the X Rock. That's <laughs> the Foo Fighters. Love dies young. Wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. I'm going to say you begrudgingly approved the movie *The Against the Ice, which is available on Netflix. Uh, you did approve it, but you weren't enthusiastic about it. That's right. Um, and so, uh, basically, watch at your own peril. We also had a chance to talk about the power of the headbutt, uh, some of the gross-ass places some of you mother-scratchers eat that isn't the living room table. And I believe we also floated the theory that Tom Hanks is desperate for popularity somehow during the course of this program today. Uh, all of none of that may be true. I
0: say it's mutually beneficial.
1: Uh, but that leaves you with the floor, Big Jay. We have
0: to put a stop to this, Nick. Uh, B&G Foods, who uh, who owns Cinnamon Toast Crunch has created something called Cinnamon Toast Crunch Creamy Cinnamon Spread. Okay. Which is now said to combine the cream, uh, the cereal's flavor with a creamy texture uh, that you can put on things uh, at your leisure.
1: Creamy in what way?
0: It's just a... Cre- like a frosting or like yes. a butter? Okay, Pretty okay, much okay, like, okay, a, okay. like a frosting okay. or a butter, I would say, more or less. What are you supposed to spread it on? Whatever
1: that floats your boat, man. Toast... Okay, well, listen, cinnamon toast—that makes sense, I suppose. Okay, I'm but lost. it
0: just seems a little—the
1: the gateway to diabetes. The cereal-flavored things have taken over. You've noticed this, right? Whether it's coffee creamers or it's like you go down the granola bar aisle now, every yeah. cereal has its own granola bar. Everything is cereal-flavored, and it's weird how it turned out. I wish there was a
0: uh, a flavor spread called Cheerios. <laughs> Plain Cheerios. (laughs) The
1: blandest spread ever.
0: Oh, this is delicious. Mm.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, and I'm sure it's not cheap, but I guess get that spread. But you're right. It does have to stop. Available at Kroger stores. Enough already. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, and toilets that won't flush. Stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, heating, and mechanical, your trusted plumbing source. Grab them online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's coming in next. Have a good one. It's the (laughs) x The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.